From pillar to post and coast to coast. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to a book. Hey, do you watch wrestling? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to fight! Hi folks, my name is Matthew Terry and this is the It's Time to Fight podcast. Thank you so much for clicking on that play button. I, of course, appreciate every single click that that play button gets. And, of course, there are many play buttons out there that you can press. We are on Podbean. We are on Spotify. We are on iTunes. Please do us a favor. Go over there. Give us a five-star rating. I appreciate it, and it does help. Uh, I guess this is the first pandemic episode that uh, that we've done. I've been gone for, for several weeks, and uh, part of which uh, has to do... Uh, with the pandemic and you know as far as that pandemic or as this pandemic I should say um, I do sincerely hope everybody out there is staying safe and and everybody's doing okay it's 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 really strange just how the world has gone sideways and how so much has changed in such a such a short amount of time um I I do want to like I as I said I I've been gone for several weeks and um you know, some of that is because of the pandemic. Other, uh, other than that, uh, a couple personal issues. Uh, I've never shied away from talking personally on here, and um, I've I've spoken uh, over the past, you know, little under a year uh, about my niece, who uh, unfortunately two weeks ago, as a lot of you know, uh, lost her battle with cancer. And uh, I think the last time we spoke, um, uh, when uh, I talked to uh, Safe Travis Moore, uh, I believe I, s- I spoke then about how, you know, that things were on the upswing and uh, there was a light at the end of the tunnel and we were in the home stretch and everything was, was going to be just fine. And unfortunately, uh, a very big speed bump uh, got in her way. And uh, a couple weeks ago, she, uh, you know, she she left us. And I want to take this opportunity to thank everyone who reached out through social media, reached out through emails, uh, text messages, phone calls, and uh, and uh, you know, and gave their condolences and uh, and wished me well. I sincerely appreciate everybody reaching out. Um, in that same vein, um, my, my wife, uh, spent some time in the hospital, uh, nothing to do with COVID-19. Everybody asked me that when, uh, when they see that, or they hear that my wife, uh, was hospitalized for, for a little bit. Uh, everyone, oh my God, is, does she have COVID-19? No, she did not have COVID-19. Um, but, uh, she was hospitalized for several days and, uh, I want, I want to, again, I want to thank everyone who reached out and, you know, with their concern and their well wishes and, uh, and their love. Um, you know, it's, it, it's times like that, you know, when, when you have a loss 
and you're going through a tough time, not just with uh, with what's going on in this world, but then you're you know you're throwing a, a curveball, like your your wife is hospitalized, and if you don't know, you're gonna know in a few seconds. Um, you know, if I w- I wasn't allowed in the hospital, no one was allowed in the hospital. I essentially dropped my wife off at uh, at the emergency room, and I could not go in in with her, and that's a very helpless feeling. And so uh, it was very, very rough for uh, for some time there, uh, just with the the personal aspects. And uh, you know, it was it was it it made me feel good the the love that was uh, was sent out to me. And uh, I really, really, really want to thank everybody for that love. Um, as far as the pandemic, uh, that affected me as well. Um, as many of you know, I work for the YMCA as a maintenance worker. And when the pandemic hit, um, I got laid off. I got laid off. Uh, I was told that uh, I would not uh, be brought back until at least April 5th. And theoretically, I was laid off for three days. Because uh, three days later, a skeleton crew was established to... Uh, essentially babysit the building. Uh, I went from being a maintenance worker to being a security officer because uh, circumstances dictate that someone has to be in this building. I am in the YMCA right now uh, recording this um, because it's very boring because, again, I'm babysitting a building. Uh, But uh, a mandate was put out that uh, someone has to be in the building at all times. So after three days, I was brought back to work. And I say theoretically... I was laid off for three days, but I was never actually laid off. So I don't want to say technically I was laid off, but theoretically I was because I never was actually laid off. Um, so, and, and what I was given was overnights. And anyone who has worked overnights, whether it's been short-term or long-term, you know it's, it's hard to get your schedule flipped around get your body to realize this is what we're doing now. We're, uh, we're, we're working, uh, 7 PM to 7 AM. And, uh, you know, we, we gotta, gotta keep ourselves motivated and keep ourselves awake. Uh, so that was kind of another little, uh, little wrench thrown into the gears of this podcast. Uh, on top of that, it was, uh, it was difficult to find people that wanted to be on the podcast and not that they didn't want to be on the podcast but uh, even like a casual wrestling fan or not even like even more than a casual wrestling fan just a wrestling fan someone who's not into spoilers not into backstage news not into like the the underbelly doesn't want to know like the, uh, the 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 dirty little secrets or not even the dirty little secrets but what's you know what's what's behind the curtain um they, they, you know, you fans know that uh, the the wrestling business is was turned on its head. Um, you know, as I as I record right now, it is April fourth, uh, two thousand and twenty, and it's nine thirty in the evening. Uh, right now, as I record this, WrestleMania is being broadcast, and it's being broadcast without a crowd, and that is just absolutely unheard of, and. It, it, it you guys know that just that that on itself got turned onto its head and 
on if you want to know a little bit backstage or a little behind the scenes a lot of wrestlers that i know and that i'm friends with they're they're kind of scrambling because this um you know this was their life and i don't want to say there's no independent shows being held last i heard there still was a couple you know empty building uh wrestling gym uh events happening like live streaming um over on independentwrestling.tv go check that out um but there's there's not a lot out there and uh, a lot of wrestlers were scrambling and were you know they they didn't want to be on a podcast you know that's they didn't well they just didn't feel up to it cuz they just they had more more on their mind than coming on here and, and shooting the shit with me. Um, so the, the the wrestling business really took, uh, you know, t- just took a hit and really got, you know, turned upside down, just like the rest of the world did. Um, as I said, I'm recording this on Saturday, uh, April 4th. WrestleMania is happening as we speak, and usually uh, I don't record before the interview because I want to talk about what I do in the interview. But um, Young Love is on the show today, but I haven't spoken to Young Love. I'm going to speak to Young Love tonight, as in April 4th, 2020. Right now, Young Love is watching WrestleMania, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it uh, during the interview. Um, But uh, he's watching WrestleMania, and... Um, I decided that I was, because I have the rig set up at work, as I've mentioned. So I'm going to record this, and usually I don't do it beforehand, because I want to talk about the interview. Um, but yeah, this is just, uh, because of the pandemic, just, you know, in a small way, that that's how this, uh, this podcast is being altered. Now, obviously, if I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm not watching WrestleMania. And this is, this is you know, my personal opinion, my personal view is just this is the first WrestleMania that I haven't watched live in I don't know how many years, in many, many, many years. Um, but it was it's just every year it's like there's a lot of people who watch WrestleMania just because it's WrestleMania. And I have I have fallen into that category uh, more than once. I've watched WrestleMania because it's WrestleMania. But to me, my personal opinion, it's WrestleMania because of the crowd and because of the because of the reactions and uh you know, because of the pomp and the circumstance. And I watched clips um of Raw and SmackDown and you know, without the crowd, which has been broadcasting as of late. Um, but it, kind of the novelty just it wore off that there was no crowd, and it made me realize that WrestleMania to me has kind of turned into Raw and SmackDown. Not not obviously with the the grandeur, but with the fact that you know I, I've said many times I don't watch Raw and I don't watch SmackDown. I will read the recaps and the reviews. And I will pick out the things that I want to see, and then I'll search it out on on YouTube because you can find anything on YouTube. And I'll watch the clips I want to see, and I still do that with Raw and SmackDown um, because it's I'm the type that I for some things I need the crowd, for some things I don't. 
there are uh, there are people that are going to love WrestleMania because um, they just want to see the wrestling. They couldn't care less whether the crowd is cheering or booing. They these are the, these are the people that you see, uh, you know, going online and saying, um, you know, every, everybody's crapping on this match. They don't know what they're talking about. This this match is awesome, or you know, the the crowd is is sitting on their hands, like for this match. But this match doesn't deserve that, or they're they're dead because of the match before it. These are people that can watch the wrestling and appreciate what's going on in the ring. And uh, then there's like the complete opposite that need the crowd to kind of guide them through it. You know, when the crowd goes up, they know, okay, it's time for me to go up. When the crowd goes down, they feel like they need to go down. And they kind of need that guide. Me, um, you know, I, I think I fall more into just, uh, I'm kind of in the middle in the aspect of, you know, there, there's some matches that I can watch because of the, the just the quality of the wrestling. And then there's other matches that you need the crowd. Um, like t t at WrestleMania, again, I'm, I'm not watching it, but, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn, that's a match I want to see. I will search out Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn uh, after tonight in some way, shape, or form. I will find it and I'll watch it because I want to see those two guys and uh, the match that they can have. However, I, I wanted to see Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler because of the, the intensity and because of the buildup that they've had. However, I don't know if they can put on a match that's going to like hold my attention. Like I, I could envision Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler coming out and the crowd just going, you know, just losing their nuts because this this match is going to happen like this has been such a buildup and this has been so intense and like you know what's going to happen and 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 how how aggressive are they going to be and and things like that and then you know just just let the the crowd dictate it but i i don't know if i'm exactly going to search out a becky lynch versus Shayna baszler match um you know another perfect example and again this is my opinion um, a lot of people will say Rock Hogan was one of the greatest matches ever, but I firmly believe if you take the crowd out of that match, it's a serviceable match, but it's not one of the greatest matches of all times by a long shot, again, in my opinion. But the crowd just made that match from beginning to end. They made that match. So that's, that's the way I'm kind of trying to explain it. Um, but again, I'm, I'm recording this before I talk to, uh, to young love, um, again, for the circumstances that I explained and maybe, uh, the outro that I do for this episode, maybe I'll do it after I talk to young love. Um, maybe I'll just wait until Monday after WrestleMania has happened because, you know, one of the reasons I tell you that I, I'm not watching WrestleMania as I record this is uh, people might be wondering, like, you know, why isn't Matt talking about how, you know, Goldberg dropped dead? Or, you know, or, well, obviously Goldberg didn't drop dead because I don't, th it's all pre-recorded and I don't think that they'd be broadcasting, you know, Goldberg's heart stopping in the middle of the match. 
Um, you know, why isn't Matt talking about this, that, or the other? Well, I just want you to know that because I haven't watched it. So if you want any of my opinions uh, on WrestleMania, maybe, you know, fast forward to the end of the interview with Young Love and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I will wait till Monday and then I can talk about my interview with Young Love and I can talk about WrestleMania. Actually, yeah, no, you know what? I'm going to tell you. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing because I don't want you guys to fast forward to the end and just like, yeah, so I just finished talking to Young Love. I'm bored here at work and, you know, the building's fine. So I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit more. So I promise you, I'm not going to do that. I'm, uh, I'll wait until Monday and, uh, maybe I'll say like, oh my God, can you believe Goldberg did drop dead? How the hell did I fucking call that one? Uh, or maybe I'll just be, you know, Hey, uh, yeah, what happened happened. And, uh, you know, mixed reactions or everybody's giving it an A plus or uh, a really solid F who knows. But uh, with all this being said, I want again, I want to thank everybody for everything, for all your support, for all your love, uh, for my personal, uh, the, the personal things that are going on in my life. Uh, of course, I want to thank you for tuning in once again to the It's Time to Fight podcast. And uh, from here, I'm going to hit stop. And uh, the next thing you're going to hear is uh, Young Love and myself having a bit of a chat. How's it going? Not bad. How's it going with you, young love? I'm going good. Good. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. Love to have you. That's not a pun. <laughs> um, I, I, I gotta, I gotta admit, I, I want to confess something to you. The very first time I saw you wrestle, I'm sitting there watching you, going, "Where do I know this guy from?" Because I could not figure. I'm like watching you and going, "Where do I know this guy from?" I couldn't figure it out. And obviously, as, you know, doing all the shows I do, yeah. I, I saw you ringside God only knows how many times. Yeah, way too many times. I way too many times. Too. What's that? I get that a lot from, like, random fans who used to sit at ringside with me. <laughs> and they're like, you're that guy. I'm like, that's me. So, and and you used to sit there, like, is that your brother? Is that your best friend? Or Oh, uh, yeah, that's my best friend, Noah Cannon. Yeah. So, because you guys did a, you guys took in a lot of wrestling shows. Yeah, like well, almost every weekend we'd go to one. Now is <laughs> is, is that because you got a lot of disposable income, or are mom and dad very generous? Uh, I think it was just because like we'd always get drives with someone to Hamilton, and it's like randomly they'd be like wrestling shows in Oshawa all the time, like back then. So it was our hometown where we live. But yeah, we used to drive with uh, rent cars well to like a. a a A one all the time, and so we always just hopped in with him all right and so so are you from the Niagara region like me? Uh, I live in Oshawa, oh, you live in Oshawa, oh okay, yeah, all right, I was just mm-hmm. looking at the phone number, and I'm just like, oh, maybe he's local to me, but I guess not, never mind, yeah, yeah, um, so again like i i I watched you, and I thought, who the heck is this guy, and then when I figured it out. Um, so at, at what point did you, did you start training? Like, or when did you, de- when did you decide? Like, was this at an event or is this, is this like a childhood thing saying, I'm going to fucking do that? 
Yeah, this is a childhood thing. Like, I've been watching professional wrestling since, like, literally, like, I was brought home from the hospital. So it was, like, it was always a thing in my family. My grandparents, like, aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, like, you name them. And uh, so, like, I just always wanted to be a pro wrestler. Like, I think the first time I said I wanted to be a pro wrestler, it was, like, grade one. And, like, people were, like, laughing at me. And uh, when I started going to indie shows and, like, 2013 it was like really when i realized that maybe i can actually do this like these people are local so there's hope and then uh funny story actually like three years ago today was like my first training class like april 4th 2017 was the first time i went to training so this podcast is kind of cool (laughs) and and you're you're one of rip's students right Actually, uh, oh, my, actually. First, <laughs> my first two years of training were at Super Kicked in Toronto. Oh, okay. And uh, so I trained there with Chris Chambers and stuff. And uh, and then one day I was like, well, I want to go do other stuff. So I moved over to Rip Impact, and I've been there ever since. So when did you when did you wrestle your first match? Um, so my first match was March 2018, and it was at, like, in a closed show with, like, only family friends and, like, family friends of the other people. There was still a lot of people in the crowd, though, so I was cool. But it was, yeah, March 2018 against uh, another guy. His name, he wrestles around here, kind of, and his name's uh, Clash Kincaid. Uh, okay. I'm not sure if you've heard of him, but he, I've, I've he's, heard like, the name, but I can't put a face okay. to it. Yeah. So that was my first ever match, and and then I would wrestle like matches like maybe like once, twice a month and stuff. And then like when I left like my original training is when I really started like getting out there and like wrestling almost every weekend now. Unfortunately, we had to take time off due to like the virus and stuff. Yeah, due to the pandemic. Yeah. So, so I, I I think I saw you like a year ago. So where were you wrestling? Because if it's been two years, where were you wrestling for the first year? Uh, just super kick shows, like student shows, like private shows. And then, like, every now and then it would be on, like, a super kick show, like, big ones that everyone knows about. And then, like, ever since, like, March 2019, I've just been, like, wherever I can get. So, like, the cross is, like, the main home. Uh, CWO. Yeah. NSW. I think that's where you saw me was NSW. It, w- it was NSW, yeah, because I was yeah. doing commentary and... Uh, yeah, Solo Ali match. I remember that. Uh, was that the yeah. one? Yeah, probably. Okay, yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, as I said, I remember you coming out and me going like, I know this guy from somewhere, but I couldn't place it. Um, So was that by your design or by your trainer's design where you kind of stayed on super kick shows? Uh, that was like, I was, wasn't ready to go out in other places yet. So like they just put me in super cake shows to get me used to a crowd and stuff. And then, yeah. And then like when I left, it was under my decision. Yeah. So yeah. And then, but did, did, rip, did you live, did you leave on bad terms or? Uh, no, I don't think so. Like I've, uh, like at super cake now they do like personal weightlifting training and I've actually been back for that. So oh, okay. I think I'm. A lot of good terms. Well, okay, so what made you leave Super Kick training and go to RIP? I just, like, felt like I wanted to do other stuff, like, learn different stuff. And at the time, I was, like, wasn't happy and stuff, but, like, 
like nowadays I feel much better and like they understand like why I left and stuff like just I want more do more yeah well yeah. yeah you have to do what's comfortable and of course there's always like you want to learn from as yeah. many people as possible that's why there's seminars that's why yeah. there's there's tours uh, or going off to like opportunities in Mexico or or whatever or even getting down to the states um Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's totally understandable. Um, yeah. So you brought up the pandemic, and uh, how's and you said like it's kind of affected obviously everybody's booking, but uh, has your world kind of turned sideways like everybody else? Yeah, because like I had to like I got laid off on my actual job and stuff, so thankfully I'm good at saving money. But and then no wrestling, which sucks. Uh, no gym, and that like. Wrestling and gym are the two things that make me happy the most. So, unfortunately, I can't do any of that. But I've been working out from home and spending time with my family more than ever. So, I think that they like that. Yeah. It's good for me. And, uh, yeah, like working out from home, I've learned a lot of new workouts. That's cool. All right. So, a year, a year ago, you get uh, – or, sorry, we're kind of getting off the pandemic here. but <laughs> That's right, yeah. Um. Have you been watching some of these like no crowd shows, like the indie shows, or or what? Let, let's ask that because we'll we'll get into WrestleMania in a sec. So let's not get into to WrestleMania per se. But mm-hmm. um, you know what? What do you think of these no crowd shows? I think they're cool and like cool for like live streaming and stuff, and like the fans watching at home, and for like wrestlers that want to wrestle all the time. Unfortunately, I haven't been on one yet, but yeah, hopefully somewhere local does one before everything goes back to normal. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. So have you like, have you been watching like raw and SmackDown and maybe like AEW? Uh, no, I haven't really watched like much of it, but I've been watching like clips and stuff. Okay. Like I've seen what was up and, uh, like I watched like a couple weeks ago on NXT when they were at the performance center and they allowed fans. And then like the week after everything changed. But yeah. Yeah, I haven't really been watching much of Raw or SmackDown. Okay, because like right now, there's a bit of a debate on about who's doing it better, like whether it's like one of the indies, whether it's AEW, whether it's WWE. So, and I myself, as much as I'm not an AEW fan, I think that they're the ones that have kind of handled it the best. Yeah, I, I like the fact that they have like other wrestlers in the crowd, as the crowd. Yeah. Even, like that, even though now, like, they kind of have them spaced out. Like, it's not like everybody's mm-hmm. at the rail. Like, I think yeah. some are sitting, like, you know, over on a box somewhere. Someone's sitting, yeah. you know, here, there, and otherwhere. But they're they're also being incorporated in the broadcast, which, uh, which I think, you know, is very smart. Yeah. I wish, like, for WrestleMania they did that, but... We'll talk about that later on. Well, well now, let, let's kind of ease into WrestleMania. So, because yeah. I... I've already done the uh, the intro because I was bored here at work. Um, how how was WrestleMania without a crowd? Like how did they how did they have it set up? Like did they have it set up any different, or was it just no crowd? It, it was like no crowd. It was uh, pretty much the same like setup you'd see on like Raw and SmackDown and stuff, uh, just with the WrestleMania logos. And uh, I know it was like taped in advance, but I think all the shows have been so far. Yeah. So. The the performance on everyone was like amazing. Like it was still like like no one half asked it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like uh 
I don't want to spoil it for anyone that didn't see it yet. I mean, by the time this is out. Yeah, well, this this will come out on Tuesday, so yeah. by well, then, probably... WrestleMania will be known. Yeah. If people really want to know, they'll know. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so, like, I, I know I heard um, uh, Becky and Baszler were tonight, and mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn were tonight. Yeah, uh, Kevin Owens and, like, Rollins, that was tonight okay that match was so cool it was like kevin owens jumped off like the stage like the wrestlemania sign yeah so that was cool uh the boneyard match was like freaking amazing like, i was shocked really because like, i thought that would be like really gimmicky it was it was it felt like a movie it was like biker undertaker came out so it was cool like oh i shit. was super young okay. but like I, I know about it obviously and uh so like, yeah, like it was just so good. Like I wasn't, I was surprised that it was good. Yeah. So, what what was match of the night tonight? For sure, the Boneyard match. Yeah. Yeah. Like now, seriously, was that the main event? Yeah, it was. Like the story of it was just amazing. All right, and did Michelle McCool get involved? No, she didn't. Oh, okay. No, that would have been cool. Or Kane or something. That would have been cool. Well, I, I kind of thought of it in the back of my head because, you know, they've kind of brought her up a couple times. Yeah. So, uh, sometimes, or I find a lot of the time, WWE is just pl- planting that seed. That just, like, you know, you're kind of getting someone involved and then, like, hey, there they are. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Like, I feel like even if, like, there was a normal WrestleMania with, like, the 75,000 people, they should have, like, hopefully they would have still done the Boneyard match because it was, like, amazing. Yeah. Hmm. Well, but ever you said like the matches kind of went off, and no one seemed bothered by there being no crowd. Yeah, yeah, and I felt like like some people still hyped up the crowd, which I probably would have done too. <laughs> the visible crowd, but well, yeah, that that because that's part of I don't want to say the routine. Yeah, but you just use it. It's part of your thing. I I could see. Like, just people just naturally just like, come on, make some noise, thinking, like, the crowd's just being quiet. <laughs> yeah. So, but do you think you could do that? Do you think you could just wrestle a match like that? Like, and I mean full, because obviously you run through stuff in training. Mm-hmm. But yeah. do you think you could do that? Do you think you could do a show that with no one in the crowd? I think I'd be able to, because, like, I've wrestled in front of crowds that were, like, five people, and, like, it's almost the same thing, just five people more, and... The tr- like, tr- I've done so many training matches with no crowd, so I feel like if like the pressure was high like that, I'd probably be able to do it. All right. So after the the Boneyard match, uh, you said like the the Rollins Owens match was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah that w- I like that one. And what what else happened tonight? Uh, like the pre-show was like Cesaro and Drew Gulak, which like. It felt like it was, like, my third favorite match of the whole night. It was quick. It was under five minutes, probably, but I still enjoyed that match. Actually, yeah, I, I could I could enjoy a Drew Gulak-Cesaro mm-hmm. match. I could see that being pretty hard-hitting. Yeah. I think, like, one of the longest matches was, like, the women's tag team match with, like, Alex, Alexa Bliss, uh, Nikki Cross, and Asuka, and Kyrie Sane. Like, I like that. Like That's probably, like, my fourth favorite match of them all. Oh, okay. Like, not like it was long, but it was... It was, like, good. Yeah. Hmm. 
All right, so, and I'm, I'm surprised because you got a hold of me because uh, I think I said in the intro that uh, I'm just waiting for Young Love to uh, to get a hold of me uh, after he's done <laughs> yeah. watching WrestleMania. I'm surprised that it was done so early. Like, you got a hold of me oh, at yeah. 10 o'clock. Yeah, me too. Like, I was expecting it to be, like, the normal, like, almost 11 or, like, 12. Yeah, but, I, uh, well, how how many matches do you figure were tonight? Uh, all together, I think there was, like, eight. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's about half the card. Mm-hmm, yeah, tomorrow is probably the same. Yeah. So, uh, Tomorrow's, so, like, the big matches, but... Yeah, I was going to say that that means, like, the two world title matches are tomorrow. Well, actually, yeah, yeah, that happened. Uh, the Goldberg and Braun Strowman. Oh, did that happen tonight? Yeah, it was quick. It was pretty fast. Okay, and I, I have to ask who went over. Uh, Braun Strowman. Oh, he did? Yeah, he finally got his big title. Well, we'll see how long he holds that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, there was, uh, oh, go ahead. A uh, triple threat ladder match where it was, like, one member from, like, New Day... Uh, Miz and Morrison, and then one member from uh, the Usos. Uh, Usos, yeah. And then the finish of that was cool. Yeah, yeah, I could see them putting on a good because uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, actually it doesn't different. really matter, but uh, it was it was Jimmy Uso, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I usually get them mixed up, and it's been like ten years of watching them. Yeah. Oh, I can't tell them apart. <laughs> not not really until they wrestle. Like there's there's little intri- intri- uh, idiosyncrasies that I can tell yeah, who's yeah. who. But looking That's at true. them, no, I don't have a clue. Yeah, me either. So, I remember we were supposed to do this like podcast like months ago, but I was so damn busy. Yeah, and then I remember listening to like the Safe Travis one, and I was like, I probably should just message him, tell him I'm available, and then finally, like, well, that was kind of because the you know the world turned sideways, and I was supposed to be at wrestling shows, but then wasn't at wrestling shows, and then yeah, you know, we kind of just missed each other. Yeah, like. I remember I, I was helping. Uh, I was supposed to help out our show that you were at, and then like I got booked at like in a show that I was like for sure booked at. So I just did that one instead. Oh, okay, yeah, and, like, I remember that. I remember. Yeah. I think that might have been my last A one show or something. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but we're we're doing it now. Yeah, um, we are. Okay, so I I gotta ask, where does Young Love come from? Okay, so <laughs> like, obviously this is not the first time you've been asked. Yeah, I get this a lot, and, like, this has been an easy story. So, like, uh, there was a guy at training, and uh, he went by LD Love, and then the, he used to see all, like, oh, Young Love, right? And uh, my, so at the time at Superkick, when I first started, there was two people, Ashley Six and Chris Chambers. And then it just became Chris Chambers eventually, but Ashley Six was, like, part of giving me the Young Love name. And uh, I hated it. I was like, I'm not doing that. The name's stupid. And... Uh, I just didn't want to do it. They're like, well, you're going to do it. So one day I was like walking down the street in Toronto and I was, and it was like young street. I'm like, perfect. I'll just spell it like that. And for some reason it made me like the name. <laughs> and, uh, I know it's cheesy and stuff. And then like, there's a question I get every single show. I'm not even lying. It's like, Oh, when you're like 50, are you going to be old love? And like, I'm like, this may be, who knows? Yeah. But like, it's cheesy, but I've been using it for like, Two years now, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I guess yeah. If, if you're if you're spelling it young that way, it's kind of like it's more of a name than a yeah. Gimmick. Yeah. So that that. So what is the character 
what is the character? Explain to people who, because I've I've seen Young Love, obviously. So explain to me Young Love. It pretty much is like a loving kid, like usually the underdog. Uh, and uh, when I come to the ring, it's like from the year two thousand. Uh, so like that's actually the year I was born. So it makes sense. Okay. And like my view on it is, it's like he's just like ladies' man, and like the girls love him, and like so like. On Valentine's Day, I actually gave out, like, a bunch of Valentine's Day cards to, like, girls in the crowd. Most of them just threw them out, but whatever. So every month we get... <laughs> well, I, I would have... No, I, I, okay, I wouldn't have kept a young love card, but... Yeah. I think that's something that I would have kept as a memento. Yeah, it's cool. Like, if if, uh, if young love was a female, then maybe I would have... Okay, I'm going to keep this. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> if if you but, gave it to me and I kept it, that's just awkward. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Young loves like a ladies' man. Like I'll go up to like girls in the crowd after shows and introduce myself, and they'll be like, "Oh, I know who you are. You're Young Love." And I'll be like, "You want to know my real name?" And I'll just end up telling them my real name, and they tell me mine. Yeah, and I've gotten like a phone number once or twice, but I never did anything with it. Why not? <laughs> These girls are like probably like in their thirties. Okay, why not? <laughs> like, hey, okay, now this is not 42-year-old Matt Terry talking. This is uh, like 20-year-old, because I, I I enjoyed me some 30-year-olds when I was in my 20s. But maybe yeah. that's just not your thing. Maybe that's just not your thing. <laughs> maybe when I'm like a couple years from now, but like I think I was like 17 at the time when I got these phone numbers. Oh, okay, like, then that's that's kind of different. Yeah, yeah I'm, like, I'm 19 now. But yeah. There was, there was even one time where I like, I asked a girl for her phone number and she was about to give it to me. And like, she was like leaving the show and I was handing out flyers for the next month's show. And she was like, Oh, how old are you? And I told her, I'm not allowed to talk to you. And I was like 17 at the time. <laughs> well, that's where you kind of just fudge. Well, you know, 18. Cause if you're going Absolutely. to be 18, I don't know if it would have made a difference, but so is, is, are you yourself a ladies man? Young love? Young love. Young Hello? love. There you are. Yeah, there we are. We're cutting out, I think. Oh, okay. So I'm going to ask you again. Are you a ladies' man? I am, yes. You are? Even at school, yeah. Okay. So are you still in high school? Uh, I graduated, like, June 2019. So okay. I'm not in high school anymore. Okay, so... The, the young love character, did he ever go to school? Uh, like not, no. That, I mean, did you ever just put on the young love and just go to school and just like, yeah, this is what this is who I am on the weekends, ladies? <laughs> I've never done that, but like, I've had girls that would like follow me on Instagram and be like, damn, you're good looking. I'm like, oh, thanks, and good talk. And then they would meet like Andy and they'd be like, what, you're not that guy in those photos? And those moments suck. <laughs> So, okay. So, is you, you would you consider yourself? You consider Andy a ladies' man? The nowadays, yes. Back in high school, like sometimes. Yeah. But in the last like year or so, yeah, like young love inspired me. So, and uh, and what about uh, what about mom and dad? What do they what do they think of young love? Uh. I don't know. They just treat us like another wrestler. 
like when they they come to shows a lot. The, well, yeah, you were saying the family is is into wrestling. Huge wrestling yeah. So what does everybody think of Young Love? Is it just another my dad wrestler? Because like my dad hates guys with long hair for some reason. Like it's his thing. He's like males should have short hair. <laughs> it's just for some reason it's thing. But uh, yeah, he, he he likes it. Uh, I was raised by my grandma, so. She comes to literally like every show at some point. Like at one point, she came to like every show weekend after weekend. Yeah, and uh, she likes the gimmick. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're like they're they like it. Never really asked them. Yeah. Well, I'm sure if they didn't like it, I'm sure they'd let you know. Like, yeah, you know, or maybe just be just like you know what you should do is you should be this type of character. Mm-hmm. But. Actually, like one, what my super kid gimmick? I was still young love, right? But, yeah. Like, I'd put like I'd put a sock in my pants, and it'd be full of like another sock and baby powder, and like when the ref would check me, like oh don't touch me there, and like it was pretty much my dick. Yeah. That was the gimmick. And then I'd when the ref wasn't looking, I'd pull it out, hit him with it, sew it back in my pants. Uh, everyone in my family loved that gimmick. They always tell me I should bring it back, but that was two years ago. I I used to. Uh... I used to know a wrestler, and he uh, he had to put uh, not spanks, but some kind of like um, not bicycle shorts, but that type of thing, because it was bracing his um, it was bracing his thigh or something, like his hamstring or something, yeah. and because he had he was it was just recovering from something. Mm-hmm. And his gimmick was like a ladies' man. So because he has these like spanks on, it kind of conf- constricted things. So he did that. He took a couple socks, he balled them up, and he put them in, like just to kind of encourage the gimmick. But yeah. as he's wrestling, they became unraveled, and one of them peaked up, like just came out like the top of his trunks or top of his tights. And like obviously everybody like laughed, but he played it off beautifully. Like he was, he was like stuffing it back in, and he's just like, no, 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 that's uh, that's I, I just I, I, I forgot to put him in my locker and stuff like that. And then after that, it became part of his gimmick. He was, you know, he would kind of have it like near the top, so he could just take his thumb and just like inconspicuously just kind of pull it out, and then just be like, and everybody of course would notice because everybody was expecting it now, and he'd be just like, shut up, shut up, and you know, so yeah. But as soon as he said that, I was just—I just—I remembered him. I can't remember what his name was because I only, I only knew him for like several months. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish I could remember what his name was. People come and go. Yeah, yeah, they do. So, what have been uh, what have been some of your favorite matches that you've you've done so far? Uh, so there's uh one with Anton Alexiev from uh from Superkick, my bet, and the that match was like probably my favorite one because when i started training he was like he was there like he helped me every now and then and he was like pretty much the same size as me and he was always a small guy at super kick so i felt like that was my favorite match i kind of see match with him uh let's see i had a match a couple months ago with tyler thomas oh okay that match like man he made me like a star in that match it was it was amazing uh like he put me over he didn't have to, so I yeah. thank him for that. Uh, I, I I haven't seen Tyler in I don't know how many years, but I I really did uh I really did enjoy him when I did see him. Yeah, he's good. 
So uh, I had like a random match at like a at like a like a this random show that we ever ran one show, but it was against Evan Greenway. Greenaway. Yep. I felt I felt that match was like good. That's probably like those are probably my top three. So Anton, Tyler Thomas, Evan. Uh, man, I probably could think of like a bunch, but yeah, it's not. Not on the fly right now. Now, now, who who do you look at right now and say like, oh, I, I hope I get to work with them. Mm-hmm. Rip Impact. You haven't worked with Rip yet. No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Uh, man, Chris Chambers because he's like my original trainer. That'd be cool. Okay. Uh, man, it's a tough question. I'd have to take one more. Probably Josh Alexander. Okay, why Josh? Because, uh, like, I loved him when I was a fan. Yeah. I still love him. One of my favorite wrestlers right now. Uh, he's, he's so damn good. All right, this, this is kind of a generic question, but uh, who do you think is Young Love's ideal tag team partner? Hmm, like... Like a real who, person? No, no. Like, like if if you like if if you look at the people, it doesn't matter. If you look at the people on the wrestling scene, whether it's independent, WWE, AEW, Impact, whoever, who does who does Young Love team up well with? Well, I actually have a tag partner like right now, and it's like uh, Kyle Brooks from Crossbody. I feel like oh, I did not know that. Have... I apologize. So, sorry, Kyle. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. uh yeah, me, him, and Crystal Moon are the teenage dreams. Okay. Yeah, so probably Kyle Brooks. Uh, okay, you guys, yeah. you guys are getting along well, and like, because yeah. I know it's very hard for two people to to team have up. Chemistry. Yeah, to yeah. have chemistry for sure. But you guys seem to be getting over the chemistry hump. Yeah, yeah. Like one, we had a match, uh, one random crossbody show, and it was like just. The match was like good. Like we should be a tag team. People were like, "You guys should be a tag team." So we became a tag team. We had like a lot of booking stacked up as a team, and it sucks because once again, back to like the virus and stuff, it's like making everything get canceled. So all of our tag matches we were finally getting or got canceled. Yeah. So. Now, like, uh, where, where oh, do yeah, you we think were, we're, where do you think we're gonna come out? Like the Ontario scene. Where do you when all this? When all this goes away, and hopefully someday it does, yeah. Where, where like, do you think there's going to be like this massive reset button? Because I don't see, you know, whether it's Alpha One, whether it's NSW, Crossbody, you know, you can't. If we're if we're out of commission for up to six months, can you really just come yeah. back and just start where we left off? I think we'd be able to, and like everyone will be fine, but. A big super show would be cool. I've always thought about that. Yeah, but uh, I think it. I think we could just like everything would be perfect. The crowd will be happy. They'll like react to everything, so that's cool. Well, I think everybody will be happy that wrestling's back. Yeah, but it's 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 to me it's the matter of retention, like remembering what the stories were, remembering you know who has yeah. a beef with who and and things like be. that. So, like, uh, the, not everybody has, like, the exposure of, say, like, an Ethan Page or a Josh Alexander or things like that where you can still mm-hmm. see them every week, like, on Impact. 
But I don't know. Yeah. I, I I thought uh, like so. Someone said um, that Hamilton should put on like a two day expo type thing where yeah. you know Alpha One has a show and NSW has a show and yeah. whomever else has a show. Yeah, and just like rent out whatever building or maybe even arena or whatever just to kind of refresh everybody. Like if you yeah, rented out like a hockey arena and had the ring in the middle and then around the the perimeter of like say the hockey rink, they have like stands or stalls, kinda of like you would have at a Comic Con, so that people mm-hmm. can come up and just like, you know, oh yeah, okay, I remember this. Oh yeah, I remember that and just kind of refresh everybody. And just like yeah, one be- big massive reset button. Yeah, that'd be that's genius. Hopefully I get booked if that happens. <laughs> well, if anybody's listening now, their plans on, you know, and then they can call the show Reset Button. So if anybody out there wants to to book Reset Button, you, you get young love on the crowd or on the card or one of the cards at least. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing. Like Hamilton, and I, I've asked a couple people this, like Hamilton is kind of saturated as far as wrestling. Yeah. Like Alpha One, NSW, uh, uh, Rips shows, you know, HBW, and then you have HWE. Like, okay, out of those four, out of those four, have you worked for all four? Uh, I've worked for HWE and NSW, and that's it. Well, I thought you were on the. I've worked for HBW also, like once in a Rumble. But I haven't been on Alpha One yet, and that's like my goal someday. I, I thought you were on the flea market show. No, I was not there. That was Safe Travis. If you probably a lot of people get us mixed oh. up if you did get mixed No, up. I actually no, actually I did think it was you. Okay. No, no, I wasn't there unfortunately. Oh, okay. I, I could have swore. So but yeah, like what what do you think about like Hamilton or yeah, well let's just talk about Hamilton because that's kinda uh the the hub of on wrestling. Do, do you think it's too saturated, or do you think you think it's doing fine? Yeah, I think more wrestling the better, like fans and wrestlers, and like NSW has given me like platform to wrestle in Hamilton. You know what I mean, so yeah, and hopefully people watch NSW on indie wrestling TV, and then like they'll know who I am, and they know who everyone else is. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so, actually, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention because last night uh, NSW had me doing. Uh, commentary for overloads. So last night I was just commentating, commentating, commentating to keep myself awake here at work. Um, yeah, that's where most of the NSW matches go. They either go in the garbage or on YouTube. Yeah. So yeah, so there's a lot of a uh, lot of overloads. So I'd be remiss if I didn't tell people listening. Search out the uh, NSW overloads with me as the yeah. commentator. <laughs> <laughs> I was on episode one of Overload Rebirth. Actually, yes, you I, were. Yeah. Yeah, I and actually that was the solo match, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the one. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. There's there's a feather in your cap. The very first rebirth of NSW Overload. There was a time where I was on it like three times. I made a joke where I was like Mister Overload. Yeah. But we never used anything. It was just a good joke. <laughs> Me and Steve Brown would always joke about it. So you, so you don't think because like a lot of wrestlers will bounce from promotion to promotion to promotion in Hamilton. And you don't think that saturates the market? No, I think it's fine. No. 
I, I guess it, it like like most promotions, it depends on you know the direction or the story that you're taking part in. Mm-hmm. So I just think as long as you're not, you know, the squeaky clean baby face here, and like and then the, the dastardly heel, heel over here. Yeah, I, I guess you're you're okay as long as yeah. I as I sit here, I, I realize the mistake of my ways. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously everything is so up in the air. But and I and I asked, where do you think we're going to do when this all comes comes out? But what is the ultimate goal for Young Love? Hopefully, like get a contract somewhere. It doesn't matter where, just somewhere. That's like. Always a big goal. That's like what I tell most people. It's like that's that's pretty much like what I want. It's a contract somewhere. Now a contract with who? Anyone that wants to offer me one and like <laughs> the big emotions. See, I I'm and I genuinely mean this. I genuinely mean this. If if WWE and Ring of Honor both offered me a contract, I would be Ring of Honor like hundred percent. I would probably take Go to Me because like I've watched it my whole life. But I've also watched Ring of Water for like half my life, so that's probably hard. Yeah. But then again, isn't that a great situation to be in having multiple contracts in front of you? Yeah, that'd be that'd be hard. <laughs> All right, young love. I want to thank you very much uh for, for joining me and uh for taking time after night one of WrestleMania. Thank and you for having me. Not a problem, and uh, best of luck, okay. and, and I hope you guys, or I hope you stay safe, and everybody's doing okay. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, you take care of yourself. Yeah. Bye now. All right, so um, what the hell? What the hell, Matt? It's Wednesday. You said you were going to record the outro uh, probably on Monday after WrestleMania was over and done with, and then post this on Tuesday. Uh, that obviously didn't get done. I'm I'm recording this on the Wednesday, the same Wednesday that I'm going to post it. I'm recording this. And uh, long story short, I, I talked in the opening about the speed bumps that uh, my family has been encountering. And I thought all the speed bumps were done, open road, smooth sailing, however you want to put it. But um, my wife, uh, unfortunately, uh, is not done dealing with what she's dealing with. Now she's home. She's uh, She's feeling better. She's doing okay. Uh, we're taking things a little more carefully now, um, but yeah, she's she's home. She's good, and uh, but that's that's why I just didn't have the opportunity to uh, to get this recorded. Um, WrestleMania. Uh, I've had the opportunity to uh, to check out what I wanted to check out. Um, maybe I maybe I expected too much from Daniel Bryan and Cesaro, or not Cesaro, sorry, Daniel Bryan and uh, Sami Zayn. But uh, you know, I still enjoyed that match. I'm glad I checked that out. The uh, I guess um, all the all the hype is around the bar- Boneyard match and uh, the Firefly Funhouse match. I enjoyed the the Boneyard match a lot better. Uh, it seemed to have like a little more story arc to it, a little more you know, um, a little more order to it. I, I didn't like the chaos of the Firefly Funhouse. It was just all over the place. Now, don't get me wrong. Each and every segment in and of themselves were well done. And each one kind of made me laugh, made me chuckle um, in that aspect. 
But as far as like a story arc and, um, you know, beginning to end, I don't, I don't know what I was expecting, especially after I checked out the Boneyard match. Um, but yeah, I just, I just think the, you know, the chaos of the Firefly Funhouse just wasn't, uh, it just, it just kind of, kind of baffled me, I guess. I guess that's the term for it. So, um, but from what I understand, WrestleMania was a huge success and, you know, good on them. Obviously, well, <laughs> good on them. Like they need my, my, uh, my seal of approval. Uh, that, that was my interview with Young Love. You just finished my interview with Young Love. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it, obviously. I, I enjoy getting these young guys on here uh, because I'm getting to know them. Now, th- th- like Young Love, a lot of these young guys, they, uh, they, they're from the crowd or they've been helping set up rings or entranceways or merchandise tables, selling tickets, being security, that type of thing. And uh, I don't really get the opportunity to get to know them. Uh, especially since, like, now I'm even further out of the wrestling scene because I left Alpha 1. Um, I don't get the opportunity to really interact too much. And when I was part of the wrestling scene or heavier into the wrestling scene or deeper into the wrestling scene, let's say that, I uh, I would be, you know, trying to get my stuff in order. And it might sound stupid, but I would practice it over and over and over in my head what I wanted to say and how I wanted to say it. Um, so I didn't get to know these people and a lot of them, I didn't know were training just, and like young love, it was, I saw them in the crowd. I saw them in the crowd. I saw them in the crowd and suddenly I see them in the ring and I go, wait, I wait, hold on. I know this person, but most of the time it's like a, someone who's helping set up the ring and something like that. So I actually know them instead of them just coming in, watching the show and leaving. So I'll, I'll be sitting there and I'll be like, why is Scumbag Yates in the ring? Like, since when is he wrestling? I just I just use Scumbag as an example. But, uh, yeah, I really enjoy talking to uh, to these young guys and um, just getting to know them, especially since I look forward to seeing them in the future. So uh, I really hope you guys enjoyed my talk with Young Love, and uh, I hope you tune in next week when uh, I do have uh, I do have a few interviews in the uh, in the can, is that I, th- I think that's the term that I, I use. Got a couple interviews in the can. Just got to edit them up, and I will have another interview for you next week, next Tuesday, for the uh, It's Time to Fight podcast. Thank you again for clicking on that play button. And Isaac, you know, the last few weeks we've been through a lot, and uh, if nothing else, buddy, I love you. I love it too.